0: Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. what's up chad happy new year new year new me new you new
1: yeah new day that's what they say anyway 2021 here we
0: go can't be worse than 2020 i heard covid's done (laughs) did you no (laughs) that's all we all want though yeah just be done with this silly disease
1: Watch us say this, we're disease, recording this before the new year, and uh, watch us, like, this will come out and we'll be in, like, a lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, hey, Kozo. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's listening, first day of lockdown. Like, what
0: are you talking about? Yeah, we record this early. <laughs> yeah. We don't like to work on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so today we're going to cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. It's, it's January one. No take your leave what's, today. What's everyone in the world thinking right now? <sighs> Goal setting. Yes. Got to do...
1: Everybody's setting their New Year's resolutions. Right. Are you a big resolution guy? Uh not really. Mm. I'm I more do like, like a, a
0: mid-March resolution guy. Usually,
1: we're probably doing this right now as we speak, because we're probably driving back from Florida. I'm speaking into the future.
0: Mm. But
1: we're going to Florida to visit Marie's parents. And usually every year we do this, and on our drive back, Marie and I just kind of talk over the year and just like, hey, what do we want to do with our family or, you know, different things like that. So we do a little bit of goal setting, but I don't have any, like, fad, you know, like, this year I'm going to do this. You know, it's not really what I do. Right.
0: You're probably more like me, like, you're going to get better at these things.
1: Yeah, it's usually a progression of things that I'm already working on, like, How do I reshape, reshift things into the right spots if I can, you know? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I used to be big on this. We would do quarterly. Yearly, not as much, but quarterly. And so you got these four categories of goals you're working, and every quarter you kind of readjust. So naturally you're going to do one at the first of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and It'll be a little bigger at the first of the year because you're just thinking – more long-term yeah because y'all you got to have some long-term vision but you got to have some short stepping stones as well and some steps towards those um so i like to do it a lot but i've kind of gotten away from it lately because i'm not as much in the self-help realm anymore (laughs) but i still have a lot of the residual we've gotten you out of the self-help world yeah no more secrets now i'm into god help that's right that's right
1: nothing lord help me nothing about the self anymore
0: yeah. Self-died. Yeah. Lord helps me. <laughs> so, figure we could look at the four most popular goal-setting topics, mm-hmm. categories mm-hmm. of each person's life. We got faith. We got family. Mm-hmm. We got fitness. Mm-hmm. And we got finances. The four Fs of life. I feel like that pretty much covers it all.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean... Most things can fit into those three categories. And finances
0: can be your Four personal categories. finance, but also your work. Yeah, for sure. So I just, I wanted it to be a cute F word. <laughs> Unless you can think of like an F word that starts with <laughs> your work. No. no. I think Fidu- so. If you're a fiduciary, that would work. I don't even know. What does that mean? They manage money. Oh, well, yeah. Finance guy. Yeah, I know, that fits in really well with finance. Let's mm. see what else. Financial Farmer. Player. If you're a farmer, yeah, there you go. That could be your grocery budget or your grocery <laughs> thing. Okay, anyway. So everything's so we digress into, they fit into your categories. Yes, for the most part. Right. So let's look at some some good goals in mm-hmm. each of these areas. You're going to help us here, mm-hmm. the biblical counselor that you mm-hmm. are, and then we're gonna we're gonna look at um, implementation. How are we going to reach these goals? Because I, I feel like there's there's Two factors when it comes to goals. There's the goal, and sometimes you set you set the wrong goal. You set the goal too big, too small, Mm -hmm. you know. And then the second factor would be the how you're going to reach it. Like how are you going to reach this goal? How are you going to implement what you need to implement? Do you have a good plan? Basically, right? You know, there's acronym SMART goal. Right. I forget what it stands for, but basically, like it needs to be manageable or measurable. Right uh, it needs to be achievable, so mm-hmm. not too big. it needs to be um for what the s stands for anyways, so we got these like devices that help us set big or good goals, right. not too big, not too small yeah um and then you're, there's like a path of success, so if we follow these steps, we're gonna reach it. we need to know how we're gonna get from point a to point b c, d et for Okay. So we're looking at faith is our first Mm -hmm. big topic. What are some good goals? Yeah. And then what are some bad goals? Well, um, when it,
1: when it comes to faith, we want to go to Matthew five, look at the B attitudes. Um, because we got to start from the heart out. We should be about heart transformation, not about behavior modification. Bad goals are behavior modification goals. It's Self-righteousness, cleaning up the outside to look good, but the inside still being dead. So
0: know? like I'm not going to yell at my kids right? or I'm not going to curse anymore. I'm not going to smoke right. or drink. Or-
1: All of those are good things when they're selfishly motivated. It's whitewashed tombs, as Christ would call the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. I Meaning you clean the outside to look good, but the inside's still dead. Right? So we always want to look at the heart first. And that's what Jesus is talking about in the Beatitudes. I'm not going to do a a big theological breakdown, but just to to read through a few of them here in Matthew 5 and talk about just briefly the point of all these. But when you look at the Beatitudes, he says this. I'll read verses 2 through uh, 11. When Jesus sits down to teach in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. (laughs) Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Uh, v- verse 12 says, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The thing that all these have in common is a a meek and reverent heart for the Lord. It starts out with the heart of... of um, Sorry. Poor in spirit. Yeah. Being poor in spirit.
0: like a bank, like a spiritual bankruptcy. Right. Like basically, we talked about this last week, but I mean, all of us need Christ. All of right. us are sinful and need Christ, but some won't admit it. And so the people that don't admit it are not poor in spirit yet. They're Absolutely. still holding on to this false sense of, I got it covered. I'm going to figure this out. Right. And so it's so crazy that like, this is such an upside-down sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the greatest sermon that right. anyone has ever preached. Right. And it starts with such a, um, just an upside-down mindset. And this is the biblical worldview that, that we're trying to um, teach, that, we're, that this show's all about. But it begins with verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. Right. And it's hard to set a goal. And, like, most of the time, the goals that we set are completely contrary to this. Right. We're like, how can we have more confidence and be better at this, and mm-hmm. and be esteemed by coworkers and our family, and right. But Jesus wants us to be poor in spirit.
1: Yeah, he wants our hearts. He wants us to be humble at heart. And the Beatitudes comes from the Latin term "beatus," means blessed and happy. Uh, and so, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, right? Those who recognize their need
0: for God's help, which really makes no sense, like from a, right. a worldly mindset. Right. The next one is blessed are those who mourn, which is basically saying mm-hmm. happy are those who are sad. Like, <laughs> right? It doesn't make sense. Well, and
1: because like the poor in spirit, when it, when it's talking about that, those who recognize their need for God, because it's theirs. theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. meaning...
0: Which is salvation.
1: When we submit ourselves to the Lord, when we're poor in spirit, when we realize our need for Christ, when we realize that our sin, um, it the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, in Romans 6.23. That, man, our sin deserves hell, it deserves death, it deserves punishment, but but man, when we humble ourselves before the Lord, we get the kingdom of God, we get eternal life in Christ Jesus. And so that's why it's blessed it's a good thing right it's um uh, that beatus that blessed that happy like man happy are the another way he says happy are the poor in spirit happier those who submit themselves to christ mm-hmm. is what this says right yeah and so that should be first and foremost in our goal setting and then those who mourn this talks about the spiritual emotional or financial it's not the it's not that but it's it's the loss resulting to sin should lean. They to mourning. were mourning our own sin, yeah. basically, longing for God's forgiveness and healing. Um, is what this is talking about. This mourning, And they should be comforted once again, pointing to, and we when we look to God and we see our our wretchedness, we see our depravity, and we see what God's done to to give us a way back through Christ. Man, we we mourn over our sin that brings comfort. Mm -hmm. That brings humility. You know, blessed are those who are meek for they shall inherit the, the, the earth. Same thing, this meekness, this gentleness. We don't assert ourselves. We don't put ourselves boastfully above anyone else. We're humble and meek. Meek isn't weakness, but it's just that humility.
0: It's like quiet strength.
1: Yeah, quiet strength for sure. But that strength that comes from God himself. And this just goes on to say like that merciful, the pure of heart, peacemakers. All these are around the same Well, thing. like the
0: um, verse 6, those who mm-hmm. hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. And you think of like the state of being hungry and being thirsty is you're not happy in those times. Right. But yet it says those are the ones who will be satisfied because they hunger and thirst right. for righteousness.
1: Right, and bless those, in verse 10, bless those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All in all, in these Beatitudes, it's, it's painted in one picture. For those who see their need for Christ, for those who understand that that Christ is is our treasure, is our only hope, is our only goal, and we die to our pride, we repent of our pride, and we humble ourselves before God and accept that free gift of Christ— these are the characteristics of those who who humbly seek Christ.
0: Yeah.
1: And so when it comes to goal setting. Yeah, because so this is our goal. Right. And these are fruits really that come out of the, the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we when we put our faith in Christ, we get the promise Holy Spirit, Ephesians one tells us Ephesians one fourteen. That's the seal of our inheritance. And so these are all kind of fruits that come out of that, the, the mercy that those who are who are humble and poor in spirit, and so how do we set goals towards this? Well, it talks about um, you said in verse six, those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness. Well, if we go to Second Timothy three, we've talked about this before on this podcast. Actually, last week you heard us talk about this one. Um, if I can get there real quick,
0: it's a small book. It's hard to. Hard I know. To find I always sometimes. flip past it sometimes. Bible drill. Bible
1: drill. I'm here.
0: I got it. Did y'all do those in seminary Bible drills? <laughs> no.
1: Second um, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So there's that word that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So if those um, in verse 6, bless those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. How do we find righteousness? Well, the Word of God says that actually Scripture itself, the Word of God, is what's good for the training in righteousness. So our first goal spiritually should be, if this is what the heart that we want and this should be the most important thing that we would want, then the first and foremost thing is we got to get in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The Word of God is what's going to produce this This poor in spirit attitude, this mourning over our sin, this meekness and gentleness that comes from humility, this peacemaking, this mercy, this pure of heart. All this is going to come from the training in the Word of God. The Word of God is what's going to shape our hearts. The Holy Spirit inside of us works with our conscience to help us agree and understand and conform to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so first thing I would say is, what's your Bible reading like? Maybe 2021 is the year that that you really make it a commitment to every day, spend time in God's Word.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, if you need any help with that, here at the Field Church, we have a Bible reading
0: plan that we gave everyone. Um, Discipleship Journey. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I have it here. Discipleship Journal Reading Plan. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, was probably 20 to 30 minutes a day. Yeah. You read from four places in Scripture. Right. So uh, Genesis, a Psalm, and then Matthew, and then one of the epistles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Matthew, Acts, like day one is, uh, shoot, well, let me click on it. Okay. Matthew, Acts, Psalm 1, Genesis 1, Genesis 2. It's just some of Matthew and some of Acts. Right. So. And the cool thing about
1: it is, like where it starts you in the Old Testament, New Testament, all that stuff, we're going to continue to go through. And so you're going to see that context and progression, which is yeah. really good. But this is a great plan. There's other Bible reading plans out there. There's so many on the but Bible app. There's so many. If you're in our church, if you're listening from the field church, join us in that journey of being on um, reading through the Bible together because um, we're challenging our members, of our church, to do this together. Um, and then. And then the next part of that is get an accountability partner. It's easy to kind of lose um, heart or get lazy in our goals, and so and pick a good reading plan. Like I said, I suggest this plan for our members, and then get someone that can hold you accountable, and that you're holding accountable as well. So that um, so when you're tempted to sleep in or not, you know, take time to read that day, you know, someone's going to be asking and helping you. Stick to that goal. Well,
0: and also like keep it in mind, like so, we just laid out the goal, and then the the implementation, the strategy, the tactic, right. whatever you want to call it. Which the goal is the beatitudes. The goal is Christlikeness, basically, right. absolutely. Which is which is observed in the beatitudes. So the goal is Christlikeness. The tool for reaching that is the mm-hmm. word, and the word is is what is sufficient for every good work right. that is going to. Um, mm-hmm. Train us in righteousness. And so you got to remember, you're not just reading the Bible to read the Bible and say, I read the Bible. Maybe God will do some like miraculous thing right. in me. Well, He of course will. And it is the Beatitudes. But you have to keep in mind like what it is He is forming you into. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind that He is renewing in you. And you ha- you need to be aware of that destination. Yeah. You know, you can't just kind of blindly read it. You right. Know? Right. So, um, I, th- I like to think of it as the goal is like a boulder,
1: mm-hmm. and that's what
0: we're trying to move. But you can't move it on your own. You need yeah. leverage. Yeah, you know. So you know. Remember back in third grade science class when you learned about the big iron bar? If you put a fulcrum on it, like you can move the the rock. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Did yeah. you learn that in your school? Probably not. <laughs> Should have heard this guy <laughs> teaching percentages earlier. My goodness. Listen, just because I don't so the do math good. <laughs> the the um the word of god is the the leverage that's going to allow us to move right. the boulder which is Christ likeness right and
1: that's the basis for all of it and the second goal um for for faith would be prayer
0: mm-hmm.
1: spending time every day praying um and praying in a biblical way um you can go back a, a month or so in our sermon series uh where pastor Sam took us through the prayer, uh, sermon series in Luke, mm-hmm. the Lord's prayer, what that looks like. Another great, uh, method is the acts method where it's, it follows the same thing as the Lord's prayer, which we start off with adoring God, you know, praising God for who he is focused on who God is. Then confession of sin as uh, the C in acts. The T is Thanksgiving. So spending time thanking God for all that he has done and will do. And then you end with supplication, which is when you request, you know, for others and for yourself. The idea of that is, in the proper order, adoring God sets your mind right on who God is. Confessing sin clears your clears your heart, and then thanksgiving it makes you thankful for what God is doing. So it's all focused on God, and and then when you that way when you get to the place of supplication you 're praying in the right heart attitude not just praying selfishly but trying to pray in in the will of God and what God um, would uh, would want you know yeah. care more about his kingdom than your own selfish desires and so and there's other you know plans out there but but yeah the next thing I'd say is spending time every day praying and talking to God and praying in the right ways mm-hmm. um and then. The The last but not least goal is, for faith, I would say, um, besides your Bible reading, besides praying, um, well, a couple other ones. The next one would be be involved in your local church because mm-hmm. that's the vehicle, the, the body of Christ that helps encourage these things.
0: Yeah, we need to be engaging mm-hmm. with other believers where we're holding each other accountable, right. praying for one another. This gives us a, a reason to live out our Christ likeness, to live out our prayer life, to right. have things to pray for. Right. And then if you haven't been
1: discipled before, you know, seeking out, uh, if you're in the field church, come to myself or, or my wife, Marie or any of our staff and, and, and let us know that you'd want to do that. We'll help you get plugged into that. But someone who's further along in their faith, helping you grow in your faith, um, is to, to allow you to kind of grow and be equipped to make disciples yourself share your faith this year you know make it a, a goal of yours to to go out and share the gospel and mm-hmm. spread the word of god and and advance god's kingdom because God has called us to make disciples that's a great commission so every christian should make that a goal every year to be a be a part of doing that um and so those those are all the the basics of spirituality those disciplines of faith are what produce that heart you know god's word like i said being primary prayer and um being involved in your local church um being poured into and making disciples yourself um i would say for most that's a great goal for 2021 yeah that's huge yeah and within all that comes fighting sin and all that kind of stuff that would happen in
0: discipleship. So that's why I'm saying those four. Right. It's kind of like if you set your sight on those, you'll have to knock out a few other ones right. along the way. Right. And that's kind of the design of it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you
1: want the heart that God's talking about, you got, you got to get in his word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bottom line. hmm And then from there, you talked about, what was the next one you said? Family. Family. Yeah. So... We just went through that. I encourage Usually, you. the most popular thing would probably be I want to spend more
0: time with my family.
1: Right, and I encourage you um, to if you if you're part of our field church or even if you're not, go to um, to our uh, podcast for the for the field uh, church on Apple, iTunes, or whatever. Listen to the sermon series in December on the De- Shema, the Shema, Deuteronomy six. Sam did a great job leading us through that and teaching us about what it looks like to do family discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially it's teaching, doing this, what I just talked about for yourself in faith, teaching that to your children. Yeah. you know, And your wife. And your wife, yeah. Um, or for your
0: mom, teaching that to your children and encouraging your husband too. Yeah. Um, What's well, the difference of I want to spend more time with my family, mm-hmm. that being the goal? I want to take more trips, et cetera. Right. That's... I mean that's not a bad goal, but what is the end state mm-hmm. of that? Like, why do you want to do those things? Right. You may not have. You may just say because it's good. Like, as a dad, I want to be present in my child life. Well, if you're not getting your child to heaven or help helping in getting your child to heaven, right. then what are you doing? Spending yeah. more time with them. You know, like that's great. Like they're going to be happy. They're going to love you. Like right. You know, y'all are to
1: being intentional in that time. Right. To point them to with Christ. Exactly. That's right. And the Shema really points to that, Deuteronomy 6. But just some practical things, having time, you know, it's it's about living out your faith in everything that you do. But some good starter places is having a family worship time where you're uh, talking through the Bible with your family and your kids. It doesn't have to be, especially if your kids are young, you don't have to be a theologian, but just reading a passage of Scripture and just asking, what do you think this means? How do mm-hmm. we apply this? What does this mean? You know, uh, singing worship songs, praying together, the basic spiritual disciplines, doing those in your home with your wife and your kids and leading out in that way. Yeah. Um, If you haven't done that... Genuineness. I really encourage you to do so. And if you need help with that, especially if you're in our church at the field, please come and talk to us. We're going to have a lot of resources coming out this year to help you with that. Yeah. Uh, We have a great family worship album hopefully coming out. Check it out. Um. Teach them, is that what it's called? Teach them. Yeah. That's what we're gonna call it, I think. From uh, Deuteronomy six. Mm-hmm. So so that's great. What's well,
0: the difference of if your desire is just to be home more and be a good dad mm-hmm. or be a good mom, well that when when times get tough or yeah. you're stressed out, that that's not gonna be good enough. When the leverage you're trying to use, the, the tactic you're trying to use is to get them to heaven, to mm-hmm. disciple their hearts to train them to discipline them right. to do these things in love that's going to be much better leverage when um you're faced between like you know two options like am i going to go spend family time or am i going to go do xyz well the family time you're the reason you're doing that is for the lord and it's that's unto right. god so right, it's worship. going to be much more um yeah much more leverage to to do what you need to do when right. when times get tough, absolutely. Because that's the thing with goals; they fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. It's like by mid February or March, right? All the goals you set have fallen apart. Right. So you got to get bigger yeah. leverage on yourself. And you haven't if you haven't done anything. Maybe a good starter goal
1: for the first six months is: Hey, can we pick one night a week where we read scripture, sing worship songs, and pray together? Yeah, just start there. That's how we started. I think it should be more than that, but you know, you you know how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah, you don't want to jump all the way in. Um, But
0: starting there's so many different factors, like ages of kids. Like you really Mm got to think for yourself and just kind of think outside of the box. Pray about Mm -hmm. it. Let God lead you, um, and then just be willing to course correct along the way. Like you're not going to get into a rhythm and do the same thing every single Mm -hmm. night for. Twenty years, like kids are going to change. Right, life's going to change. You're going to have to constantly adapt. It's part of the like mm-hmm. journey of it. It's fun. Like yeah. it's an adventure. Like okay, so my kids are fighting every night. How can I like mm-hmm. arrange them? How can I like get their attention to where we're not right. sending them to bed early every single night yeah. or during prayer time? You know. And I
1: just encourage you to in this realm, don't be a behavior modification person. <laughs> it's not about getting your kids to do the right things or even get your spouse or whatever it's about the heart you're developing the heart through the teaching and the worship of the word of god and you know ministering that to your family encouraging that in your family being about it genuinely genuinely yourself um it's like i said it's an extension of what we just talked about for your personal goals you want that same goal for your family yeah um and so you want the word of god and the holy spirit to to change you over time um, genuinely and you want your family to change genuinely for the Lord. It's not about cleaning everything up and being morally good. Yeah. So be careful with that With that as well. Right. Um, what was your next one?
0: The next one would be fitness. Fitness. That should be... <clears throat> That's a healthy goal, I think, for people yeah. to have a healthy
1: category. for Well, people this is to the have. one that most people do in January, right? Set yes. the goals for them. yeah, and, gym memberships skyrocket in January. And once again, everything comes back to the heart, and everything's also spiritual. So, how you treat your body is a spiritual worship act for sure, and you can also make it into an idol. So, you got to be careful. So, you got to ask yourself, why do I want to get in shape? I think we should be in shape, but you got to make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Right, and if your reason is so that you can look good on the beach, that's that's usually that's probably a vain, sinful reason. Um, although, hey, it's it's good to feel good in your body, but the purpose of physical fitness should be to steward your body and to and to do it unto the Lord to be healthy for the purpose of um, being in shape to do the things that God's called you to do, yeah. you know, to be able to run around with your kids or spend time with your family or just be genu- genuinely healthy. It's not about having six pack abs. Not, not saying that's a bad thing. If that's your, one of your goals and you want to work out hard, that's not necessarily bad, but the heart of physical fitness should be from a spiritual place out. Meaning I want to take care of my body. I want to steward it. Well, I want to honor God with how I treat my body. Um, and and so for that, everybody has different goals, right? Yeah, for sure. Some people really enjoy working out really hard and, and trying to go for the, you know, to be huge or cut or all this kind of stuff. And that's not necessarily bad as long as the heart's right, right? Right. For some, it's just, man, just being in just good, healthy shape, just gen- more of a general way in order to, to to live life faithfully. That's also really good, Um And so uh, your physical fitness shouldn't be uh, a pursuit of vanity Mm -hmm. is what I'm getting at. Um, Your worth shouldn't be found in how you look. Right. That your pursuit of fitness should be one of honoring God. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, there's a lot of things out there, but picking some healthy goals like, you know, God created our bodies to move. So I think it'd be great to work out, you know, three to four days a week
0: yeah
1: um and you should exercise I think for most
0: people, if they're sedentary like they should probably be moving every day
1: yeah sure well i'm I'm thinking Just of working out like that. a hard workout, but yeah, every day' you should right, be so out if moving. you're going to
0: the gym and doing you know back yeah. spies and, and <laughs> yeah, squat right. like leg day, right, yeah, your Monday was a Friday, that's kinda normal, sure.
1: But every other day, I mean, every day, like, I and mean, getting out, taking a walk with your family, you know, or playing with your kids, like, you should be active and moving. Yeah. You shouldn't just be sitting around on the couch. You can do
0: 30 burpees, and that's a pretty good workout yeah. for
1: the day. Yeah,
0: yeah. We kind of distilled it when I was in my self-help um, journey. This is what a guy um, distilled it to is you sweat every day. Mm-hmm. That was just what it came down to. Everyone, Because everyone has their own method of doing that. Mm-hmm. But just... Just get after it in some kind of way. Maybe it's a fast walk. Maybe uh, you're gonna do some sure. kettlebell swings, like get a kettlebell and just yeah. swing it a hundred times at your house, you know, every morning. Uh, jump ropes, like push ups. Right. Or you can join a gym like everybody else. Yeah.
1: And that's that's a good that's a good goal, even though we're not about self help here. But that's <laughs> that's not a bad that's not a bad uh, goal, of course. And um, and then with what you eat, you know, just thinking about how you eat in moderation. It's not saying you can't have any sweets or anything, but, you know, are you eating in a faithful way? You know, are you, are you gluttonous looking to food for comfort or are you learning to, to put good things in your body that that help you have energy and are healthy? And, um, are you overeating, you know, stopping overeating, all that kind of stuff. Those are all good goals, but, I just, I also warn against you know fad diets that are just for vanity of trying to get to a certain, you know shape or whatever. That's that's never sustainable, and it's not really practicing stewardship or, or creating healthy habits that honor God. You know, and so it's um, there's a lot of great things out there, you know. My business partner Mike Lindstedt, has So and Reap Fitness has a lot of great stuff on there. Obviously, you know if you join in your gyms have classes and stuff to do. My wife Marie has Marie Francis Fitness and she does plans for people and and there's there's a lot of people out there who love God and who who can help you with that mm-hmm. journey. You know, yeah. Last but not least, finances.
0: I was, was going to say something about the uh, the, the, the fitness. The eating. The eating. God, what were you saying? Talked about Mike. It was right before that. (laughs) You know, they
1: say 80% of good communication is listening. What? (laughs) What'd
0: you say? Uh, (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) You're more of a talker. (laughs) You're the talker. (laughs) We should add up the minutes. Oh, yeah. Anyways.
1: I'll, I'll remember. If it comes back, just yeah. just
0: jump in, as you always do. <laughs> Thanks um, for the permission.
1: <laughs> but you said the fourth one was uh, finances. Finances. Yeah. Once again, God has a lot to say about this. We shouldn't be under the love of money. We shouldn't be looking to success or money as our worth or purpose in life. But that we should look at our finances or the things that God's given us as stewardship. I remembered. Yeah. Okay. You say. saying. <laughs> Let me finish this point. A stewardship, meaning it's It's his he gave it to us in the first place, so are we stewarding it well? Are we honoring him first, and are we worshiping him through tithing through giving ten percent to our local church or even going above and beyond our tithe to to things that we believe in or or things to advance his kingdom are we Are we living within our means, you know, not looking to things as our treasure, stuff as our treasure, but thinking how can I advance the kingdom of God and take care of my family with what he's provided me with. And so a really good goal would be sitting down, looking through a budget, making a budget. For some people don't even have a budget. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you need some help with that, I encourage you, if you're in our church, um, go meet up with Dickie Lyons. (laughs) And uh, he, he does a really good job of helping people Make a budget and and work <clears throat> to be um uh, financially faithful yep and so um I think this year would be a great goal to to make a budget that honors god and um and allows your your family um, to walk faithfully in what god's given uh you.
0: This year. I love how this is the last category because mm-hmm. I think so often we put this category first, just naturally, we're like, Well, yeah. money is how I accomplish <laughs> everything and so I'm gonna just start with my budget and then I'll figure out what can I afford for trips and what can I afford at the gym and yeah. what can I afford for a diet and all this stuff. And instead now it's it's last and it's almost like it's it's just extra. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mean money's extra. I just mean like the idea of like the m- money as the means of how I'm going to accomplish things is not a biblical mind, right. a bu- right. biblical worldview. It's just like another area that we should steward, mm-hmm. but it, it's not necessary to accomplish what's important in the other categories. Right. You know, you don't, you don't need finance to do any of what we talked about so far. <laughs> no. You need basically a Bible and time
1: and for fitness. You know, like you said, you can do stuff at home yeah. with just body weight if you need to. Right. It's great to have a gym. It's great to have that stuff, and I encourage you to do it if you have that in your budget to do. But if you don't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You can go for a run. You know, <laughs> the road is free. Yeah. And push ups, uh, <laughs> push
0: ups, sit ups, all that stuff. Um. Oh, that's see. what I was going to say about the diet is because I've learned this the hard way. Don't pick a diet that is going to exasperate your wife and kids. <laughs> like, do something that, because don't be so selfish about it, basically. I've done this. That's is, is why I'm saying it. <laughs> that but, you're now gluten-free and everybody else has to be gluten-free. <laughs> exactly. Or, <laughs> like, you're just going to be difficult and you're going to need these special mm-hmm. meals. It's like, do something, like set yourself up for success, yeah. something that you can sure. actually attain. You may you may not be able to go keto with kids in the house. Yeah. It just may not be feasible. And uh-huh. honestly,
1: just the just the good old-fashioned meat, vegetables, limit carbs, like limit sugar. Skip just, a meal every once in a while. Just like. eat healthy. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a habit of eating healthy. Yeah. You know? Um, but for a lot of us, You know, myself included, sometimes we need some help on education on what that looks like. For sure. That's where we would reach out for some help and and that sort of thing. But with the internet and all this stuff out there these days, it's not too tough to figure out and apps to figure out, you know, a good balanced diet meal. Yeah.
0: But it's still like just overall the four categories, really starting with faith, it's it's like a trickle-down effect. Like right. if you're really putting your heart into that, yeah. the, these other areas become right. less important and really a lot easier to manage.
1: Yeah, because these other areas are about honoring God. So if you just start out by asking the question, how can I best honor God, worship God, steward my body, my finances, my time, you know, my family? It all comes out of faith.
0: right. When it also, it starts from what you have to manage. Like, Mm -hmm. he's not asking everyone out there to go and run a marathon or bench 350 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't really make any sense. It's about, like, what do you have and and what does he entrusted you with Mm -hmm. and how can you honor him with with that? Um, But it's all informed from the most important part, which is your heart, and Mm -hmm. that's what he's concerned with, and that informs the other areas. Absolutely. So, well, good stuff. Hopefully, this is helpful. Hopefully, this helps
1: people kick off their new year and uh, do it in a more um, faith-driven way that honors God and and produces hearts and people that look like the beatitudes—those that that are poor in spirit. Yeah. So, hopefully, it's helpful. Good job, Chad. Good job. Here good job go. by you. Here we go. Goodbye off to a new year. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Change Up podcast. This podcast is made possible by the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. If you don't have a home church, please come check us out. We have service times at 8:45 and 10:45 on Sundays, and you can find more information at thefieldnola.com. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with a friend or family member and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people just like you find us.